Give it up once again for your pastors, for your leadership here. Just wait a minute before you pull up my uh, PowerPoint, if you will. Just wanted to, um, let me see how I want to do this. Uh, I'll talk about your pastors first. Um, met, met Dwayne, Pastor Dwayne, and his lovely wife, Amanda. Um, met Dwayne probably over, a little over 20 years ago. That shows how old he is. He's older than me. Just saying. Uh, about 15 years older than me, right? But I'm a lot wiser. Amen. But um, met him, met him um, a little over 20 years ago, and... Um, if I'm honest with you, um, I didn't like him. Didn't like him. Didn't just, just, it was, I mean, there were some things that, that just, I, I don't know how to explain it. Some things that were told to me about him, and it was just, we never, never connected right at, right off the bat. Never, never connected. Never, just never understood him. Um, we're very, we're very different to this day in the way we think and the way we act. But um, back then, it was just like, just get away from me. And then fast forward, fast forward about maybe a year, maybe two years. And um, my pastor, my leader at the time, I was, our, I was our youth pastor at our church, and our pastor came up to me, and um, he said, because I was, I was in the middle of a transition, I was, I was youth pastor, but I did a little bit of everything at the church, um, kind of like I do today, just I fill gaps, wherever there's a hole, I fill it, um, try to, um, just do whatever, whatever God wants me to do. But um, I was in the middle of a transition, and we were looking for a youth pastor, and my pastor came up to me, and I mean, it's, it's hard, to understand, hard to explain, but he came up to me, and he said, what do you think about Dwayne Grant? And I said, are you crazy? <laughs> I said, are you, are you crazy? Just because I, I knew how he, I knew how Dwayne operated. I knew how my pastor operated and I knew it wasn't going to work. And fast forward, it, it didn't work. Um, it, 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 it worked for, it worked for a minute, but it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't, it didn't work in the long run. I guess, I guess God, it worked in God's eyes, but uh, it was, it was, it was an amazing time. But, but during that time, um, it was, uh, where's that guy? I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> um, during that time, it was one of the, one, at least at the time, um, it was one of the biggest, I don't know, storms of my life, a season of just trial and chaos and confusion. And uh, I remember many times I would be, be, be praying. We had a little office in the basement, and I'd come in on Mondays, and um I'd be down there praying and seeking the face of God, and I'd get a knock on my door, and it'd be, hey, hey Marshall, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? And, and Pastor Dwayne would come in, and, and we would just begin to talk, and, and God, was, God was laying some things on my heart, some scriptures on my, on my heart, and I would come to Dwayne, and I didn't understand. I didn't know at the time. He, he didn't know, but I'd begin to open scripture and be like, Dwayne, look what, look what God is saying to me. Look what God is showing me. And, and Dwayne would look at me, sorry, get it together, get it together. Dwayne would look at me and he'd say, Marshall, you know what God's trying to say. And I was trying to, I was trying to hold on to where, where I was. I was trying to hold on to, to what, what my life was comfortable and it was, it, it was natural, it was, it was easy. And, um, but, but God was trying to push me out, push me somewhere else. And Dwayne, Dwayne would be, I, I remember I can remember it like it was yesterday, just sitting in the office and Dwayne be like, well, you know what God's trying to say to you, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not what he's saying. That's not what he was saying. And, and needless to say, um, it, it was just a time where, where God was using you as a man of God, as a prophet of God, as a pastor of God, and a shepherd. And I, I thank you 
for, and, and the awesome thing about it was during that time, he could have very easily said, you better open your ears, you better open your eyes, you better, you better listen, but, but he allowed me to go through that transition. He allowed me to, to just hear the voice of God when, when I needed to hear the voice of God, and, and I thank you for that. And there was a time, and can I, can I, can I tell, you said I could say whatever I wanted. So um, he, ended up, he ended up leaving the church, and I was still in the church. And I wasn't supposed to be in the church, but I was still in the church. But God was calling me away, but I wanted Dwayne to come back. So I remember, I remember there was a meeting. <laughs> so, but, but, I, but I, I was, and for a minute we were, we were living together, and um, but I came to Dwayne. I said, Dwayne, just, just come back. Just, just come meet with pastor. Just come and, and, and make it, make it all work. And two weeks later, I wasn't going to that church anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. So, um, it was just, uh, just thank you for, for that season of my life. I, I don't know if I, if me and my wife, my family, if we would have got through it, if it wasn't for you. And Amanda, I'll talk about you for, for, for a brief minute. Um, remember when Dwayne met Amanda, he went on a cruise and came back with a wife. I, I still don't understand it. <laughs> Still don't still I told you I don't I don't always understand him so but but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like you said, that's the best best part about him and his wife. So um but but I remember times where I ain't even gonna preach, I'm done. <laughs> um I gotta hurry. Um I remember there would be times where me, you, Dwayne, and my wife Amy, we would be sitting down and um whether we would just be talking or and she had she 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 came into Dwayne's life, and she was this holy roller, and you know just as you know you guys know Amanda just on fire on fire for God, and and there was times that I remember where, and like I said, it was a there was a lot going on in my life at the time, a lot of transition, a lot of craziness, um, and me and Dwayne would be talking, or I'd be saying something, and you, Amanda would be like, "Well, you know what the Bible says about that, right?" I mean, you guys have probably probably all heard it heard it from her, but but thank you. Thank you for walking with clean hands and a pure heart. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your pastors, for your leaders, God, for Pastor Dwayne and Amanda and for this body, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in this church, God, at such a time as this, God. Lord, I thank you for all the other leaders, the pastors, God, the helpers, God, that, that were up here today, God, that were out there today, God. Lord, I just pray that you would use this body, God, as the body of Christ. Lord, as a body, God, that would go out, God, that would do your will, God, that would be your hands and be your feet to this community, God. Lord, once again, I thank you for their hearts, God. I thank you for their hearts for your people. Lord, I just thank you, God, Lord, that, that you've, God, anointed them for such a time as this, God. Lord, to do that what you've called them to do. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Before I get started, I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife and my children. Amy, I love you. You want to, you want to come up here with me? No, I didn't think so. Uh, but, but thank you for what you do. Thank you for allowing, supporting me and doing what God has called me to do. I love you. appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get started. You guys ready? It is 11.05, and I promise I won't preach as long as Dwayne. Um, so, so we'll be out of here before 2 o'clock. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, you, can you pull up that slide before we get started? Not that one, the one, but yeah, the right there. I just wanted to show, um, I, I, came, I came in downstairs, I had some breakfast before we got started, and uh, 
I just I, I know there's probably no Ravens fans in here, right? No Ravens fans. No, nobody roots for them. But I just wanted to show you that the Steelers were above the Browns and above the Bengals. Let's go, black and yellow. You know what it is. So I just wanted to to, to all you haters. Um, I just wanted to. What they say, but. Uh, but I just, I just wanted to show you guys before we get started that the Steelers are above. This is what God, God gave me this just, just before we got started. It was just something that God shared with me. So I just, you leaving? You leaving? You leaving? Oh. I mean, we could, talk about, we could talk about the past if you wanted to. I believe it's six rings that we have. I believe that's more than. Uh, <laughs> but um, go ahead. We can go ahead and get started. Um. I was asked, Mrs. Strong um, asked me a few months ago to, to, to bring a message. It was Pastor Appreciation Day. And um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get up here and, and just preach, preach all kinds of craziness, but I just want to share my heart with you guys, if that's all right. I just want to share what, what some verses of Scripture that I live by that God has, God has laid on my heart for, for the body of Christ. Um, I go to uh, Today Church in Beaver Creek, Ohio. been a pastor there for probably six months um, I just, I was speaking with some of your, your leadership, some of your pastors before, beforehand, and, and my, my goal is to do whatever the kingdom of God needs, whatever our church needs, what, whatever, if there's a hole, God, let me fill it. You know, I'm not trying to put my name out there. I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. I just want to be God's hands and his feet. I want to see God's people get to where God wants them to be. Amen. So um, just go, I'll just share my testimony before I get started. I'm doing a lot of things before I get started. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a long day, amen. We, Pastor said, "Don't worry about time." But um, got saved when I was 16 years old, and I, I grew up grew up playing sports. Grew up playing basketball, football, baseball. Um, I used to be good when I was younger, but I stopped growing at the age of like 10, and everybody else kept growing. So it was just like I should I should have just switched sports or something. But um, but but when I did, I, I would be, and some of you understand this. I was. I was the first one there. I was the last one to leave. I was just trying to, I was trying to get better. I was trying to be the best me that I could be. You know, we, we, I remember we would, I was in, I remember fifth, sixth grade, and um, I used to, used to go out to the football fields. We would start at, practice at six, and I would go out at five o'clock, and I would just start running laps. You know what I mean? I just start running laps and, and trying to do whatever I knew to do to, to, to get better. Um, then fast forward, um, got saved at, at 16, and, um, Never knew anything about God, really. My family grew up Catholic, not saying anything bad about it, but I just never, never understood it. Never, still don't to this day understand completely what, what they believe and what they do. Probably because my family didn't really practice it. They just called themselves Catholic, so whatever that meant. But, but I got saved when I was 16. Um, some friends of mine and my wife's actually, um, they invited us to church, to youth group on a Wednesday night. And um, I went to church and you know, the, the pastor was up there, and he, he was preaching, and di- didn't really understand. They were worshiping, and I was like, what, what is this? You know what I mean? What's going on? The end of that, end of that message, um, he, he said, he preached a verse that said, John 3, 3, that you must be born again to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And, and to be honest, I, I didn't, didn't fully understand what, what he meant, didn't understand what, what was going on, but, but I knew that God was beginning to work on my heart. God, God was beginning to just, just change my heart and change the way that I think, and um, that night, I'm gonna grab some of these. That night, I gave my I gave my life to God at 16 years old, and um, decided 
decided that if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do this thing. That, that if I'm going to, I, I've always been, been a person, just when I was talking about football, that, that if I was, might not have been the best, not, not, might, might not have been the strongest, the fastest, but, but I was going to give it my all. And that, that, that night at youth group, when I was 16 years old, I said, God, I'm going to do this. God, I don't know what it's going to look like. I still, still don't understand completely, fully what, what God is doing. I'm just along for the ride, amen. But, but I said, God, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. And, and that day, my life was changed. There was, and not saying that I was perfect, not saying that I'm perfect to this day, but, but there was things in my life that day that I said, you know what, this no longer needs to be part of who I am. This no longer needs to be a part of, of what I do. But um, I say that to you, to you guys, that, that if you're going to do this thing, let's do this thing. Amen. The, the, book of, the book of Revelations, I'm not even in my notes yet. The book of Revelations says that, that I wish thou were hot or cold, but because thou are like lukewarm water, I will spew you out of my mouth. I would rather you be hot or cold. I would rather you really love me or not serve me at all. That's not me. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. The, the church is so full today of people that just, well, yeah, I just, I just want to go to church. I just want to look cool. I just want to have this on my resume. But, but are you fully vested? Have you laid your life down? Are you living for the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Are you just going through the motions? Let's get started, amen? Somebody said, let's go. E- Ephesians four eleven through 16. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Thank God for them, amen? Said thank God for those people. Verse 12, their responsibility responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Their job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. That, that your pastors, those, those that were up here today, their job is, is not, yes, they're doing the work of the ministry, yes, and, and they should be, but the biggest job that they have is to equip you guys to do the work of the ministry, to get out and do something for the kingdom of God, amen? Whether it's in this church, whether it's outside those doors, whether it's on your jobs, to, to do the work of the ministry, to, 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 to be fully invested in the kingdom of God to make a difference in the lives around you. That their job is to equip you. That, that way when you're in the, in the grocery store, when you're at your jobs, when you're in your homes, that you can do the work of the ministry. The growth of the body, the growth of this church, the growth of the kingdom of God is your responsibility. It's not their responsibility solo, but it's your responsibility. You want to see this place grow you want, to, you want to outgrow this place? Then, then do the work of the ministry. Do that which God has called you to do. At, at my church, I'm, I'm one of the pastors, one of the, the sorry, the discipleship pastor. But, but the biggest responsibility that I have in that church is to greet people, is to put my arm around somebody and say, God loves you. To shake someone's hand and let them know you belong here. That's what I do on, on a Sunday morning. I, 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 I take, I take, as much, I take as much responsibility in doing that as I do preaching this message. Does that make sense? Uh, on a Sunday morning, that is the, to, to me, that is the number one job in that church is to greet these people as they walk in the door. 
And I say that to say this, whatever you're doing, doing it, do it as if, if you don't do this right, the church is going to fall apart. If you don't vacuum the floor properly, that, that someone might not come back to this church again. If I don't shake this person's hand, they might not come back. They, not only to this, not, not, not to build a church. I'm not about building a church. I'm about building the kingdom of God. Not every person that walks through that door is going to stay in this church. And, and I understand that. Your pastor understands that. But I want them to go somewhere and get connected. I want them to know when they, when they come into this church that they're going to be loved. That they're going to be loved by God and loved by his people. I take that as, as a number one priority. And, and, and you'll see me on a Sunday morning, and, and it's crazy. I probably run about three miles on Sunday morning. The rest of the week I run zero miles. Um, but, but just walking, walking back and forth in the church and just looking for somebody. Looking for somebody that's, that's alone, that nobody's talking to. Looking for somebody that, that, that needs to get connected to the kingdom of God. And, and I say that, and, and not all of you, some of you are extroverts, and we're praying for you, but <laughs> we love you. But, but really, what, what, what has God put on your heart? What has God gifted you with? What has God shared with you that do this with all your might? Maybe it's teaching the kids. Maybe it's singing on this worship team. I might sing a song later, just so you guys know. I got, God has laid one on my heart, so I'm coming. Better, better be quiet. They always make fun of me because they say I can't sing, but the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. My wife, my wife I remember, man, it's, it's rough. It's rough sometimes. I remember when we were in youth group and she said, she used to look at me, Sheree, and she used to say, maybe don't sing that loud. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, yeah, it's joyful, but, but not everybody wants to hear it. So... So now I just worship. I don't even sing anymore. I just, I just worship. Amen. Verse 13. This will continue. Is this all right for you guys? Sorry, I just, just want to talk to you today. Verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Amen. Let's get there. Amen. That will be amazing to, to get to that point. Then we will no longer be immature like children. The Bible says that when I was a child, I acted as a child. I thought like a child. But no longer, amen? We're not children anymore. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Verse 15, instead we will, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every, every way more and more like Christ. I love that song that, that your children were singing. Man, it's amazing to see children on fire for God, ain't it? That's amazing. To, to be more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps others it helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The whole body of Christ. That is us. I love this church's name, the body. The body Dayton. Amen. We're the body of Christ. It's not about one person, but it's about the, the, us working together to achieve one goal, and that is that people might know Jesus. Amen. That people might walk with Christ. They might, they might be disciples, followers of Jesus. It's not enough to just say, I believe in God. I go to church. The demon said, yeah, you believe in God. Yes, what? So do I. They, they tremble at that name of Jesus. 
What's the difference in us? We must be disciples, followers of Christ. We must lay our lives down, pick up our cross, and follow him. It's no longer about me. When I was 16 years old, I gave that away. I said, no longer about me. But God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do through me? Amen. I want to talk about three quick things today, maybe three, maybe one, maybe two. I don't know. We'll see where we go. We'll see when they turn the mic off. Amen. This is one of my, one of my favorite um, passages of Scripture in the Bible. Just, just love how, how it reads. And as I read this, I, I, there, God has put a, a dream in me to one day see, see this in action. And watch what God would do to just to see this, this verse come, come to pass. Acts 2, 42 through 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing, sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. If the church would grasp a hold of that scripture, this church would be full. The kingdom of God would be full. If we would come in unity and it no longer about be about me, no longer about be about what I want, but, but if we would understand the pastor's teaching, your, your, your pastor's teachings, if we would come together in, in prayer, come together and just sitting under the word of God in fellowship and sharing in meals, that's the kingdom of God. I believe back in the day, that's what they used to do. And I know we're busy. I'm, I'm, I'm in three states a week sometimes. I don't even know where I'm at half the time. My wife calls me and says, where are you at? I don't, I'm not sure. Let me, let, me, let me look at my GPS. But don't forget about the kingdom of God. Don't forget about priority number one, and that is serving your God. Verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracle signs and wonders. Amen. I want to see signs and wonders. Not to see signs and wonders, but to see God work, to see God move. I, I want to walk past people and see them saved. I want to walk past people and them say, what must I do to, to, to have what you have? Amen? And all the believers met together in one place, sharing everything they had. And all the believers met together in one place, sharing everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. You want to see this place grow? Come together as one. Count your stuff as not your stuff. Count your home as not only your home, but others' home. Watch the kingdom of God grow. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Wouldn't that be awesome just to come up here one day and say, okay, this couch is for sale. Okay, someone bought it. Okay, here's the money and give it to another family. I don't know about you, but that would be amazing to just, well, well I, have this, I have this couch sitting around. And, and listen, we all have those two or three people in our lives that, that if they're in need, that, that you're there to help. But what if that was for everybody? Dwayne calls me and he has a need. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm going to do what I can do to meet it. But what if... It was like that for everybody. This church wouldn't be big enough. 
the churches in Dayton wouldn't be big enough to hold the people that wanted to come. They worshiped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Each day, not every Sunday, but each day the kingdom of God was added to. Each day people were being saved, delivered, and set free. Because they were doing the will of God. Because they were in unity. They weren't living for themselves any longer. Psalm 133, verse 1. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. How great it is, amen? When we can come into this place and no longer be about us, but be about the kingdom of God. What must I do to see people saved? What must I do to, to, to... see people loved. Philippians 2, 2. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. And that is to build the kingdom of God. That is to love God and love his people. That is to do the will of God. Number two, living in love. Living in love. God has purposed me to live in love. Amen? God has purposed me to walk in love. The Word of God says you might be the only Bible that somebody ever reads. You might be the only Bible. What are they reading? What are they seeing? What are they watching? Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 through 39. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. Anybody love God in this place? Sound like I was at a Browns game. I said, anybody love God in this place? <laughs> Amen. That's a Bengals game. Let's go to, let's go to, uh, I don't even know. Let's go to a Steelers game. Anybody love God in this place? <laughs> black and yellow. The kingdom of God is black and yellow, just so you guys know, in heaven. Black and yellow walls. You're all welcome. You're all welcome to come. I went, I went, to, I went to my first Steelers game. I went to my first Steelers game about 15 years ago in 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 Pittsburgh, it was Hinesville at the time, and that's heaven, heaven on earth, amen. You talk about heaven on earth, that was heaven. I said, God, as long as it looks like this, I want, I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do. He said, this is what it's going to look like, so that's what he told me, that's what he told me. Verse 37, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord, your, it's all your guys' fault. I was, I was coming ready, focused. I, Dwayne don't even know anything about sports, so I figured his church didn't know anything as well. And then I heard people talking about sports, and I was like, I tried for 20 years to get this man to know what offense and defense was. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. You know what he told me? I'm going to tell you guys a secret. He called me, he called me uh, last week, and, you know, I thought he wanted to tell me something about today. He said, Marshall, I really need your help. He said, he said my church, they're really into fantasy football, and I know nothing about it. <laughs> so next year, I'm just saying, we're taking the chip. The name might say Pastor Dwayne, but it's my team, Okay. It's my team. Stiller Nation, baby, let's go. It all starts with a name. You need a good name. Stiller Nation, maybe, we'll see. Stiller, Stiller Crushers, we'll go. Let's go, let's go. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. That's where it starts. Loving God with everything that is within you. Letting go of everything that, that, that doesn't matter. 
that would stop you from loving God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, verse 39. And a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The Word of God says it's just as important, Kelly, to love your neighbor as it is to love your God. You tell me you love God, do you love his people? I'm having a hard time loving God's people. Maybe something's wrong with your heart. Maybe something's wrong. I've been there before. Been hurt, been crushed. Anybody ever been hurt? Ran over? Been there a couple times. It hurts. You you know something that that I heard a, a while back, and it's so true. Hurting people hurt people. You ever, you ever around somebody and you're just like, why are they so mean? Why are they so angry? Why are they so hateful? It's because they're hurt. God, help me to heal that hurt. God, help me to heal that, that hurt that they may no longer hurt, that they may, longer, may no longer harm people. When you truly love God, you begin to love his people. Remember, remember years and years and years ago, I said, God, let me see people the way you see people. God, let me see Dwayne the way you see Dwayne. God, let me see Kelly the way you see Kelly. Not looking them out of my fleshly eyes, but God, let me, let me see what's going on spiritually. Help me to love your people, God. If you're having a hard time loving people, maybe you need to evaluate your heart. God created me clean hands and a pure heart. The Psalms, David said in Psalms 24, Who may ascend into the mountain of the Lord? But those that have clean hands and a pure heart, is that you today? Is your heart pure? Listen, we've all been through things. We've all been hurt. We've all been crushed. But God can heal. God can deliver. God can set free. Romans 12, 10. Love each other with genuine affection. Had this conversation with Nate years and years ago. It's easy to say, love God, love people. Yeah, that's easy. Love others with genuine affection. Truly love others. Don't just say it with your mouth, but live it with your life. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I love my neighbor as myself. What does that even mean? That means when they're hurting, you're hurting. When they're happy, you're happy. When, when they have a blessing in their life, you have a blessing in your life. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Take delight in honoring each other. We live in a society where it's all about me. It's all about what, what's going to make me happy. How many times have people ask me, are you happy? I don't care if I'm happy. I'm, I'm doing the will of God. I'm not trying to be happy. Are you happy with where you're working? I'm doing what God wants me to do. Listen, I'm not saying hate, hate everything that you do, but if God is calling you to do something, then do it. Do it because he's called me to do it, not so I can get happy. 
I take delight in honoring each other. When's the last time you honored somebody? When's the last time you, you shook someone's hand and said, thank you for what you do? Thank you for being a role model. Thank you for being an example. Thank you for taking out the trash. Delight in honoring others. You want to see this place grow? Honor each other. Honor each other. You see, you see one of these children do something? It's so easy, and, and I'm as guilty as the next person that I told you to do this, do it. But honor them in the small things. Great job. This last one, living with power. And listen, if you're trying to live with power just to live with power, I'm not talking to you. But if you want to live with power, if you want to walk with power for the kingdom of God, listen to this word. Verse 14, at the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the waters. Verse 16, so I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Verse 16, once again. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Man, that verse, Tanyana, that's powerful. But I brought them to your disciples, but they could not heal them. That verse right there should keep you up at night. So I brought them to your disciples. How many people has God brought to me? How many people has God brought to you? Verse 17, Jesus said, You faithless, faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the, the, the demon in the boy and left him. And it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why could we not cast out the demon? Verse 20, you don't have enough faith. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would be moved. Nothing would be impossible. Verse 21, how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. If you want to walk in power, if you want to walk in authority, if you want to do something for the kingdom of God, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. There's some things that you're going to have to lay down. There's some things that you're going to have to give up. This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. How many times, Pastor Dwayne, has God brought somebody to me? But I was so full of junk. I was so full of trash. I was so full of myself that I couldn't see them delivered. Couldn't see them set free. But if I would have been praying, if I'd have been seeking the face of God, if I'd have been fasting, if I'd have been praying, they would have been healed. 
They would have been delivered. They would have been set free. Who is God going to bring me tomorrow? Who is God going to put at my feet tomorrow and say, I need delivered. I need set free. Getting ready to close. Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with such great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Somebody say every weight. Let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I love that verse. I love how it says that the first part of the verse says, let us lay away, lay aside every weight. The second part says, let us lay aside the sin. That means there might be some weight that you're carrying that isn't sin. You ever have somebody somebody come up to you and say, why do you, why do, you do the things that you do? Why don't you do this and why don't you do that? Because I lay aside every weight. You might not be able to watch the things your friends watch. Hello. Hello, somebody. You might not be able to say the things that somebody else says. Remember I was when I was 16 and I, I got saved and I gave my life to God. Some of the people in the youth group, they people that led me to Christ that 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 invited me to church, they would go do some things and I'd be like, no. No, no things. I lay aside every weight. It cost me some friendships. There were times where I separated myself from some of my family because I was willing to pay a cost. I was willing to pay a price. God has a calling and he had something on my life, not because he's called me to preach the gospel, but because he called me to follow him. He's called me to be a disciple. It doesn't say if you want to be a pastor, lay down your life, pick up your cross and follow me. If you want to be a disciple of God, if you want to be a follower of Christ, pick up your cross. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. No longer is it me that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. Kelly, I've given it away. I've laid it down. How many times have I picked it back up? I don't feel good today. I'm going to pick this back up. No, I lay it down. And I walk away from it because God has something for me. And more importantly than, than, than God has something for me, God has something for them. God has something for my family members that don't know Christ, that don't understand him. Why are you such narrow-minded? Because the word of God says straight and narrow is the way. Wide is the, 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 the gates, wide, wide is the road that leads to destruction, but straight and narrow is the way that leadeth to eternal life. We live in a society where everything's okay as long as it makes you happy. It's not true. The Word of God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. It doesn't change. What was wrong yesterday is wrong today. Hello? God's commandments are God's commandments. Just because it's 2023, we can't change it. 
Are you following God with everything that is within you? Are you doing what God has laid upon your heart? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're in this place and you say, I don't know, I don't understand anything you're saying. I don't even know Jesus. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you don't have a relationship with him. Now's the day. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow's promise to no man. Maybe you're in this place and you've been going through the motions. But you don't really have a true relationship with Christ. You don't know him as your Lord and your Savior. Repeat this after me. Jesus, I thank you that you came, that you died, that you rose again. I repent of my sins. I turn away from them. I accept you as my Lord. I accept you as my Savior. From this moment forward, I live for you. Maybe you're in this place and and you know Christ, but God is calling you to do more. God is calling you to do more for his kingdom. God is calling you to do more for his church. Just do it. I don't don't know the, the ins and outs of this place, but I know your pastor's heart. If God's called you to do something, do it. Well, they don't have this ministry. They don't have this ministry started. Sorry if that's not the proper way, but just do it. And some of you have giftings and callings that they might not even be connected to this church. Maybe it's different outreaches. Maybe it's things that he wants you to do in your family, in your, in your homes, in your jobs. You don't need approval from anybody to do what God has called you to do. And and like I said, I love your pastor, love your leadership. But if God's calling you to do something, then do it. Maybe it's in this place. Get get connected. If you've been going here for any certain amount of time, get connected. Find a need. And there there used to be this guy named Jake Jacobs that I followed, great man of God. He said, find a need and meet it. Find a hurt and heal it. Find something to do and do it, and do it with all your heart. God, I pray for your church. Pastor Dwayne and Amanda, can you guys come forward? They didn't tell me how to close, but if I can get some leadership, some some prayer warriors, we're just going to surround them and, and just pray, pray over them. Pastors that were up here before, if you guys would. Church, if you would, just just lift your hands this way. God, we thank you for Pastor Dwayne, God, and Pastor Amanda, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for the heart that they have, God, for this kingdom, God, for your kingdom, for this church, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear, God, what thus saith the Lord, God. Lord, I pray, God, that as they go through the transitions, God, that they're going through, Lord, that you would show them the way, God. 
Lord, I pray, God, that, that those of us around him, God, that this leadership team, God, that they would lift their hands, God, when they're tired, when they're weary, God, that we would be here to say, what can I help you with? Lord, once again, I pray, God, that he would see clearly, God, that they would see clearly what, what, what path you have for them, God. Lord, I pray, God, that the windows of heaven, God, that you would open up a blessing, God, that they couldn't even contain it, God. Lord, that they have to call other churches and say, we, we have too much. What, what can we help you with? Lord, we look at that and we say it's impossible, God, but with you, all things are possible. Lord, I thank you, God, that for what they're doing, God. I pray for their home, God. I pray for their family, God. I pray for health in their body. Lord, it is by your stripes, God, that they can walk in your healing, God. Lord, let them walk in your strength, God. Lord, I thank you for this leadership team that is around them, God. I pray that they would continue to do that what you've called them to do. That, Lord, they would walk in unity, God, with one another. Lord, that when one has an idea, God, and the other one doesn't agree, God, that they could come to, God, an understanding. Father, we all think differently and we have different ways of doing things, God. But, Lord, help us to support that what you've called us to do. Lord, I pray for those that are out there, God, in the, in the seats. I pray, God, that they would get connected, that they would help this leadership team do whatever it is and however it is that needs to be done. Lord, whether this church is where they continue to reside, God, or whether you open up something else, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your people be saved, delivered, and set free. Let those that don't know you, let them know you. Those that do know you, God, let them be connected. Let them be disciples of Christ, followers, God. Not fans of you, but followers, God. Lord, I, I pray for Amanda, God, that you would continue, God, to give her clean hands and a pure heart, God. Lord, help her and Dwayne, God, do that what you've called them to do. Love on the body. Love on your people. Help them grow. Help them mature. God, I thank you for the children that were up here singing earlier. God, may they never forget that, God. That purity in their heart. God, that purity in their mind. God, may it never leave, God. Lord, the teenagers that are here, God. Lord, let, let others not despise their youth, God, but Lord, let them set an example, God, for others to follow. Lord, let this not be about building this church, God, but about building your kingdom. Lord, let us get connected with other church, with other ministries, God, that your kingdom might grow, that your will would be done. God, once again, I thank you for this church, and I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, what you've started, God. Lord, I thank you for the unity that is already here. May you continue, God, just to, to, to overflow, God, your blessings, your power, your love, your strength, God. In Jesus' name, amen.